Letter twenty two of A Lady's Life on a Farm in Manitoba by Mrs. Cecil B. Hall. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Queen's Hotel, Winnipeg, July twenty fifth. We cannot fancy ourselves in this elegant brick edifice, but it's an ill wind that blows no one any good, and had we not been nervous of driving sixteen miles in a raging thunderstorm last night, you would not have received a letter by this mail. The heat is so great that I am afraid my ideas won't flow. It is a hot, thundery day, cloudy and close. The thermometer is at one hundred and nine degrees in the shade, and everything one touches seems to be at melting point. Unfortunately, we have had all our cool things for our journey, and they are too dirty to wear in a live town. These last three days are the only days we have had to grumble at the heat, and I expect, if we had been out at the farm, quietly doing our various works, we should not have felt it so much, but a tent on a hot day is like a stove-house, quite fearful. We have had a very successful tour of seven days, sleeping five nights on Mother Earth, which was mercilessly hard. Lived chiefly on corned beef, tea, and marmalade, three times a day. Driven one hundred and seventy-three miles, nearly the whole time, in pretty, sparely inhabited, wooded, and undulating country had another three hundred miles to and fro in the train, and arrived here last night hoping to get home to our own beds, when we distressed at finding no buggy from the farm, though we sent them a telegram early in the morning before leaving Flat Creek, which we conclude they haven't received. Just as we were starting, and before our small packets could be fetched from the station, a fearful thunderstorm, preceded by a dust-storm, came on, and we had to take refuge in an hotel, which, contrary to our expectations, was not only clean, but comfortable. The climax to all our troubles has been that the man from the livery stable was unable to get our handbags, so that we actually had to go to bed last night and get up this morning without a sponge, comb, toothbrush, or any blessed thing. We were nearly sprinkling ashes on our heads and rending our garments when the fact was broken to us, but considering we had no other clothes to fall back upon, we suppressed our feelings and drowned our tears in sleep, putting in nearly twelve hours, as it was nine-fifteen when we woke this morning, and it was not very late when we retired. We had neither of us slept well the night before, and it had been a hot, suffocating day for travelling, so that we were very tired when we got in. What useful things hairpins are! I have always found them excellent bodkins, button-hooks, wedges for misfitting windows, and etc., but until to-day I had never realized what a capital comb they would make, held tightly. I don't know that we have had any very amusing adventure, but the whole expedition has been an adventure, and therefore, as it proved the business of the day, it was taken seriously. I mean, we hardly laughed when we all shared the same drop of water in a bucket to wash our faces in turns, and then hands, drying ourselves with the same towel, which was not always of the cleanest, and when we shared the same tin cup to drink out of. Of course we managed to get in a very fair amount of chaff, and it was said that if ever there was a hole or stone on the trail I used to bump, bump over it, shooting the others almost out of the carriage, so that there were cries of danger ahead when they declared they had to hang on to each other for safety. We had to leave A behind us yesterday at Flat Creek with the carriages and horses, to follow us in a freight train, and he has just turned up, very hot and weary and out of temper with the railway authorities, as they make so many unnecessary difficulties in unloading. Instead of following us directly yesterday, as he was told he would do when he first put the horses on the train, they did not start until late in the afternoon, and have been travelling all night. 
A sleeping very peaceably in the horse-box. We are about to go out to the farm as soon as the horses have been fed, and we can reclaim our lost baggage of last night. I am thankful to say that we never came across any snakes during our expedition, though they are said to abound by Brandon and further west. The only one we saw was when the conductor on our train brought us a parcel and showed one coiled up inside. It was a trial to our feelings, but I believe it was dead. There are none around Winnipeg, not even a worm. End of letter 22 Read by Sibella Denton. All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.